You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia and the topic of our podcast today is Narcissism Explained. What is it and can it be cured? Many people, when they refer to narcissistic traits in a person, refer to that person as having narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. But the important thing to understand is that narcissism itself is not a diagnosis. NPD is a label reserved for those who have been diagnosed with a mental health condition according to a set of criteria in the DSM-5, which stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the fifth edition. According to experts, NPD affects 0.5 to 5% of the population, with up to 75% affecting men. But we have to ask ourselves, how do the experts come up with these stats, especially when very few people with high levels of narcissism ever seek any kind of treatment? And if they do, it's often as a manipulation to appease a partner or a family member. Given the manipulative nature of narcissism, doctors and therapists can also be easily manipulated into believing they're just normal members of society going through normal issues. The nine criteria for diagnosis of NPD are, number one, grandiose sense of self-importance, so grandiosity, overestimating their capabilities, or holding themselves to unreasonably high standards, bragging or exaggerating their achievements. Number two is frequent fantasies about having or deserving things like success, power, intelligence, beauty, love, and self-fulfillment. Number three is superiority, thinking they're special or unique, believing that they should be associated only with other special and unique people or people that they deem as worthy. Number four, a need for admiration. They have fragile self-esteem, frequent self-doubt, self-criticism, or emptiness. They have a preoccupation with what others think about them. And they fish for compliments. They're fishing for compliments. Number five is entitlement. They have an inflated sense of self-worth. They expect favorable treatment to an unreasonable degree. They feel anger when people don't cater to them or appease them. So number six is a willingness to exploit others, or let's just say they exploit others. 
they consciously or unconsciously use others. They form friendships or relationships with people who boost their self-esteem or status. They deliberately take advantage of others for selfish reasons. Number seven is they have a lack of empathy, saying things that might hurt others, seeing the feelings, needs, and desires of others as a sign of weakness. Number eight is envy. They have frequent envy, feeling envious of others, especially when others are successful expecting envy from others. So believing that others are envious of them because of their awesome traits and then belittling or diminishing the achievements of others. They cannot celebrate others' achievements. Number nine is arrogance. So this is the final one. Patronizing behavior, behaving in a way that is snobby or disdainful, and talking down or acting condescendingly. In order to be diagnosed with NPD, a person needs to have five out of these nine criteria. So if someone is arrogant, full of themselves, self-important, thinks they're superior to everybody else, cares nothing for the feelings of others, are envious of those who challenge their sense of superiority, they would be diagnosed with NPD. But here's the thing. There really is an epidemic of people who have at least five of these nine criteria who will never be diagnosed with anything. Because many of the people who rise up in our society exhibit many of these traits. Narcissistic people can fall into the category of the most likely to succeed. They're not considered by society to have a mental illness or disorder. But their narcissism may be widely overlooked by most people who admire them for their charm, their charisma, their good looks, and or success. So instead of getting all caught up in if someone has NPD or not, it would be better to look at narcissism as a set of personality or character traits that include being arrogant, envious, entitled, grandiose, lacking in empathy, and believing in their own superiority. In my 20 years working in the field of narcissistic abuse, I can't tell you how many times someone came to me and asked the question, how do I know if he or she is a narcissist? They're often overly concerned about a diagnosis and even believe because NPD is a diagnosis that if one was diagnosed with NPD, there might be an effective treatment for it. Well, there isn't. I've come to realize that 
people get overly concerned with a diagnosis because they want their narcissistic partner or family member to seek help and change. But let's throw away the whole idea of narcissism being a diagnosis and instead look at its set of personality traits or character traits that are deeply embedded and not likely to ever change. Most people who I've worked with over the years have a belief that if the narcissist in their life could recognize that they have these traits and seek help, that they will get better, which equals they will treat you better. But this just isn't the way that it works. Narcissists rarely ever seek therapy or treatment for their behavior because on the most part, their behavior works for them. The people who are most affected and damaged by a narcissist are those who are the closest to them. Narcissists have the belief that there's nothing really wrong with them. You are the problem. If it weren't for you, they wouldn't have to do this or that. There's something I call the window effect with narcissism. This means that once in a while, when the narcissist feels the threat of loss or fragility, a window of vulnerability might open for a very short time. I have to emphasize a very short time. Those of us close to the narcissist during that window being opened might interpret it as they're finally seeing the light or finally taking accountability or responsibility for their behavior. They might even admit that they have a problem and promise to get help. They might recommit to their relationship with you or express something that appears to involve insight and vulnerability. But the window of insight slams closed as quickly as it opens. And this is because narcissism itself is a defense against pain. Narcissists don't want to feel pain. And at some point in their formative years, they decide they would close that door completely, which causes them to develop these character traits. I'm better than you. And just about everybody else equals, I don't want to feel my feelings of inferiority. The I am envious of you for your achievements equals, I should be able to have those same kinds of achievements too. But fear, I don't have what it takes. The grandiosity is saying, I need to be seen as important and accomplished to compensate for deep subconscious feelings of feeling that I don't matter. Lack of empathy is about being so cut off from one's connection with themselves and others and so absorbed in what they want and need that they cannot and will not consider 
anyone else in the equation. This is also tied to the belief my wants and needs matter most. And because of my importance, others should cater to my wants and needs. And this belief stems from a deep subconscious feeling of being unimportant. It's important to understand that narcissistic traits are deeply embedded in the subconscious mind of the narcissist. And because these traits are a defense against pain and vulnerability, they're not at all likely to change. Does a leopard change its spots? Even though I am a big believer in change and transformation, the one that is most capable of change is the one who is involved with the narcissist. If you're involved with a narcissist or have been involved with a narcissist, you are the one who is the most deeply impacted. You are the one who suffers the most. Even though there is a form of suffering for the narcissist, they're so cut off and disconnected from their feeling self and so shallow that they can easily just bypass their own suffering. And this is most often done by deflecting and projecting their disowned feelings onto others and believing the issues are with the other person. Trying to get a narcissist to see himself or herself or take accountability is a lost cause. When I work with people who have been in relationship with a narcissist, the focus has to be on the person that I'm working with. We have to work on letting go of a need to change the narcissist, except that it is what it is and always likely to be that. We have to do a deep dive into our own psyche and look at our shadow. We have to understand why we hold on to hope that the narcissist will change. We need to look at our own belief that if the narcissist would just do this or that, that we would have the relationship that we want. We have to understand that any illusion that we might hold of a good relationship with a narcissist is just that, an illusion. The narcissist is a great actor and very good at getting you to believe a narrative because the narcissist is so invested in being seen as good. He or she puts a false front forward and is very convincing that they are what they present themselves to be, but they are not. So we have to accept the truth, cut our losses, and move on, no matter how difficult it is. Now, for those who choose to remain in a relationship with a narcissist, you need to accept that the narcissist isn't going to change. You have to accept them exactly as they are. 
you have to be the one to change by developing a thicker skin, detaching, and not taking on the projections and getting used to being undermined, disrespected, cheated on, or whatever it is that the narcissist in your life does. It is the nature of a snake to bite. So getting close to a snake means risking getting bit. But to convince yourself that the snake loves you enough that it won't bite you is self-deception. Although it's normal and natural after being with a narcissist to want to learn everything that you can about narcissism, taking care of yourself is the only way to heal, to grow, and to move beyond narcissistic abuse. I always believe most of those who have fallen prey to a narcissist need to develop a little more healthy narcissism themselves. This means we need to work on inflating our self a little bit more, having a little bit more self-importance, feel a little more entitled to what we want and deserve, and overall develop a greater self-worth and sense of confidence. These are normal, healthy narcissistic traits that do not fall into the category of malignant or toxic narcissism. Toxic narcissism involves an inflated ego and false sense of confidence, where healthy narcissism is a strong but not overly inflated ego. There's a lot more I could talk about on this topic, but I will save it for another podcast. But if you are dealing with someone who is displaying the narcissistic traits I've talked about, trust yourself to make a judgment call. It's not a diagnosis. It's an observation. Narcissism is an observable set of characteristics. Trust your own judgment and don't worry about whether or not a doctor or a psychologist would diagnose this person as having NPD. This is not at all important. It won't change anything. It's more important to understand that people who display these character traits are not likely to change, period. So what are you going to do about it? This is the real question. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. And if you would like some help or support moving forward past narcissistic abuse and would like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can find more about me and my work at NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Once again, thank you for being here with me today, and I will see you in the next podcast.